You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi guys, I'm Prasad Banerjee and I write about tech at Mint. And this is Techcentra, a podcast where we ta- tackle some hot topics in technology and also bust some myths. Today's episode will be hosted by RJ Ayush. Ayush is a RJ with Fever FM and hosts his own tech show called Tech Panti. Over to you, Ayush. This is a special episode brought to you by Mob Avenue. Ever wondered how brands reach you? How do they show you exactly what you might need? How do they know when your favorite products or services are reaching the end of their life cycles? And how they promptly offer you to buy them again? Sometimes these brands even go a step ahead and introduce you to products and services which fit the lifestyle you aspire to have. If at this point the immediate answer to my questions resting at the tip of your tongue is data then you're right but only partially. Technology today has made advertising and marketing ever more diverse and yet extremely precise identifying the right kind of customer targeting them through tailor made advertising campaigns analyzing their behavior through different data touch points to retain them and making the interaction with these brands cookieless or rather seamless personal and private are some of the strategies that make mob avenue a leader in the mad tech space Mob Avenue Media empowers brands, agencies and publishers by using predictive media solutions to run brand performance driven campaigns so that they can drive acquisition, growth, engagement and monetization for their clients and partners. In this episode, we speak out to one out of 3 mad hatters who are behind the success of Mob Avenue. Tejas Rathod, the Chief Operating Officer The other two being Kunal Kothari, the Chief Growth Officer, and Ishank Joshi, the CEO. Hi Tejas, welcome to our podcast, Mint Exetra. Ready to spill the tea? Hi, 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 hi. Ready to go? Yeah, yeah. You and Kunal met while in college and began a digital marketing agency with just hundred dollars from Google's AdSense work. From there on, you met Ishank, and together you began Mob Avenue. recently in the forbes asia 30 on the 30 list what changed by matic and what makes mob avenue unique yeah you are absolutely correct uh, i and kunal you know met uh, during our college days in uh, diploma thakur college that is a college in mumbai so yeah we 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 were just out of college and you know figuring out what to do with the life and uh, what not to do and we just tried to understand like what can be done on the internet as lots of you know guys from the engineering tech background like they would want to do something out of their own and we were also figuring out something to do from the internet and uh, that began our journey to you know do the content monetization so we developed multiple content uh, tried to monetize it, monetize it using you know google ad mob and then uh, our first check check came from google for 100 dollar and uh, <laughs> that gave us a boost of confidence that you know we can do something quickly fast forwarding it to you know how we started mob avenue we met ishan during the line he was also from medtech background working in one of the startup 
has been the entrepreneur throughout his life has sold one of the company to us based uh, larger company in ad tech space and uh, then we quickly figured out like we should do together something and uh, we formed mob avenue in 2017 uh, november then we figured out you know what clients needs to be figured how we can you know help them with their user marketing or user acquisition and retention we created our tech platform which helps us to you know show an ad to the right user at the right time and for the right brand now our data engineering team has developed the platform dsp which helps us to show billions of ads in a day to the right user for the right brand uh, our data first approach we understand what behavior what uh, what intent user holds and what kind of an ad he should be seeing which leads you know great roi for the client and uh, that's where we have gained our mastery and uh, we have you know developed our tech platform now let's look at some of your focus areas like e-commerce particularly d2c bfsi ott and gaming when it comes to e-commerce kunal once mentioned that smaller towns and tier 2 3 and 4 cities are driving d2c growth due to brand starved consumers who are open to trying new products could you elaborate on how your company leverages regional and vernacular publishers along with premium listings to scale its reach and tap into these emerging markets sure absolutely so after you know geo's penetration inside the tier 2 tier 3 tier 4 cities by giving free internet and uh, providing phones and everything tier 2 tier 3 tier 4 cities have now started emerging as you know top focus for all the brands and advertisers what we do basically we we tied up with multiple regional publishers to get their premium listing on their website on their apps and we try to you know monetize this these properties so basically we collaborate with such publishers we can and then we can effectively target and engage local audiences leverage their trust and familiarity uh, along with these platforms on bfsi on uh, ott platforms like there is a huge huge demand from these people who want to utilize uh, and uh, use their products of advertisers to you know see maybe a show or maybe they want to get a quick loan maybe they want to you know play online games so basically we know that this particular publisher have like huge reach and we try to you know collaborate with them to show the ad to tier 2 3 4 cities though advertising is such a huge uh, they say that uh, in marketing and advertising uh, as much money as you put is always going to come out less so how do you manage to personalize uh, these advertisements uh, to the people because we all know that everyone is a different individual what is that thing that mob avenue does which personalizes these ads and generates a good roi for uh, the clients yeah yeah basically we as i told you like we are a data first company so we have like great amount of user profiles roughly around 200 million plus user profiles where we know that this particular user belongs to this particular category which helps us in putting down right at to the right user now if i give you an example like we know that these are 40 million users who is actively looking for personal loan these are 30 million users who buy something from e-commerce platforms like mintra flipkart or amazon or nike like this we have like you know 200 million plus profiles and then we know that we should be showing this kind of an ad 
to get the maximum ROI. Otherwise, if I were to show maybe an Audi user or maybe Mercedes car owner a personal loan ad uh, for 5,000 rupees, that wouldn't work out. So we know that who is a user to get personal loan and who is a user we can sell maybe higher ticket size product. And that's how our data platform is defined to make such kind of a decision and then show an ad. So data first approach helps us, yeah. Fantastic. The government too has noticed these untapped markets as it launched ONDC. How do you see this move affecting D2C brands, especially the ones that have their own distribution platforms? They just will ONDC come up as a competitor or an aggregator for them? And how will their strategies change accordingly? Sure. So, yeah, uh, great initiative by government, to be honest, and, uh, you know, to promote fair, fair and open competition in digital commerce space, while Flipkart and Amazons of the world uh, control larger piece of the pie, I think ONDC approach will uh, help all the D2C, you know, small time owners of the businesses to scale their reach and to show their product to larger customer pool. So to adapt this new, you know, landscape, D2C brands should align their, you know, strategies with the principles of ONDC and explore the collaboration with the network and with the help of this uh, approach of government. I think this this can provide them additional avenues for growth and customer acquisition while maintaining their CACs and while maintaining their, you know, unique brand identity uh, to remain, you know, intact. This will basically give a great boost to the guys who are small-time D2C owners and who are trying to compete against, you know, world giants. You did speak about, you know, small-time loans, like like a 5,000 rupee personal loan. So let us go to this industry. It's very interesting, uh, the industry. If BFSI industry had a singular motto, it would be similar to yours, creating solutions that are built to last. Post-pandemic, the demand for credit has seen a significant rise. What are some of the unique programming strategies you've provided to banks and NBFCs in order to grow exponentially in the personal loan and credit sector? Sure, correct. So after pandemic, you know, we saw a huge uh, rise in getting credit for all these, you know, small timers. So basically uh, lots of platforms like credit be navi early salary you know jupiter slice one card unicard they all started helping these tier 2 tier 3 tier 4 you know guys with helping them with the loans uh, small ticket loans without much of a collaterals starting from 5000 up to 2 lakh within a day disbursement so this is like new age you know loan system which you know this new fintech startup started up uh, helping guys from all the cities and they can basically do their personal small businesses or they can help their families to, you know, like sustain. So basically intelligent loan and credit system are developed at our end to personalize their credit recommendation to each, you know, customer. As I gave you an example of Audi and giving a loan example, similarly, like, you know, this small city guys, they would want very, very small amount and that doesn't uh, justify that them going to a bank and then giving so many uh, documents and just to get approval for 5,000 rupees. So digitization on that front by fintech companies has you know changed the game. And additionally, like digital touch points are optimized at our end to reduce the friction and simplify the lending process to help these customers to download these apps. And then, you know, we help them to efficiently 
cater their credit demand. So that's how we are able to like leverage the advertisement uh, and get to the right customer with the right kind of offering. Even in the past, you've talked extensively about driving brand performance. Can you talk about the importance of branding versus performance? And how can you strike the right balance between the two? As you said, like uh, there is no limit to how much you can spend on marketing. So basically, you need to have a right kind of, uh, you know, uh, distribution strategy between brand and performance spends. If you are doing so much of branding and you are not getting any kind of performance or ROI from your marketing activity, you will eventually gonna, you know, stop spending on branding. So And also, if you are spending so much on performance and you do not have any brand presence, like performance campaigns will not able to get you an ROI which you are expecting. So there should be a right balance between uh, both brand and performance driven marketing activity. So brand building uh, initiative, we develop that, you know, right strategy, what kind of a combination you should have and performance driven tactics to maximize, you know, overall impact for your overall marketing spans. We use data-driven insights to identify targeted, you know, audiences, their preferences, their behavior, touch points, and how we can make it performance-driven and how our platform, you know, automatically optimize towards, you know, those goals of which, you know, brands is tracking for the downward funnel activity, like purchases, registrations, second purchases, repeat purchases, and etc. To strike, you know, right balance between brand and performance, we align all the marketing objective or all the business objective and track this, you know, key indicator points. We call it KPI and then continuously optimize towards that. The OTT industry is still in the customer acquisition and retention stage. But digital natives like Gen Zs and millennials have been known to cancel subscriptions the moment their favorite series or movies of interest get over. They're also a tough crowd. Capturing their attention can be challenging. The overall customer lifetime value then seems shorter than desired. In such cases stages, where the customer acquisition cost might be higher, what solutions do you propose for up-and-coming OTT brands? We basically uh, target multiple customers across day in, day out. We know that which persona belongs to what kind of TV taste and show taste. We try to understand that. We target content promotion, influencer marketing, exclusive partnership and collaboration with these uh, shows and which the particular publishers. So if I were gave to give you an example of, you know, somebody uh, reading uh, some regional newspaper, I would know that, you know, this user would be more interested in regional content rather than, you know, overall English TV shows and maybe, you know, other upcoming new TV shows which are focused in millennials or Gen Zs. So we would know that, you know, this user should be targeted regional content from uh, OTT platforms like AHA Flex or AHA TV, which is very, very familiar in or very, very focused towards the South content. So understanding a person's behavior, their location, what activity they do on the internet, personalization and recommendation engines around these personas we have developed to, you know, focus right user. Otherwise, you will be end up losing the customers and their subscription. Interactive, engaging features also we have built inside our, you know, platform, which asks questions and does polls and quizzes. Uh, around the customer to understand that, you know, what kind of a taste they have. 
and then we target the brand or ott platform to these users fantastic i mean yeah this is something that um ott is quite interesting right now the way people are adopting to ott and the way um, we are seeing the change in consumers that uh, they would select rather to wait uh, watch a movie instead of going to a cinema hall they'll wait that uh, it might come on my ott platform and i can check it out then talking about regional players i think this is quite a growing industry uh, what do you believe yeah yeah absolutely like after covid like they they prefer to you know stay indoors they want to you know sit on their comfort they would want to have like uh, you know home food along with while watching the uh, their favorite shows so uh, lots of you know ott guys have come up uh, with uh, you know their own businesses even in uh, gujarati language they would have their own ott platform uh, there is shamaru there is like aha tv Uh, lots of regional guys uh, have you know come up with this their ott platform by understanding the need of the customer uh, and seeing the businesses what you know hotstars and maybe jio uh, cinema have created over period of time so there is a heavy demand for that and then there is you know right kind of a businesses to support that yeah now you've claimed in the past that mob avenue is a tech company first and that you believe in building the technology of tomorrow today to that effect you've invested in more than 10 b2b tech startups and ai companies with the advent of generative ai now at the hands of the most of these customers how do you see mad tech strategies changing and how are you planning to ride the tide in this age of ai Sure so as i mentioned you know we are a tech first company and mob avenue deals with lots of data ai becomes very very you know necessary for us to process this data get a meaningful you know outputs and understand like you know how we should be running the future campaigns from past learnings so basically we use ai to understand like what kind of a approach we should be keeping in our mind to run campaign for our clients which gives the best roi so for us we process like 200 million plus user profiles and serving billions of ads a day now we process this data to get meaningful insights understanding the behavior and you know getting more insights to run the future campaigns ai becomes you know very very uh, necessity for us to process it along with ai we use lots of you know machine learning algorithms which constantly checks this data processes it and gives us the output inside the system itself uh, and then system you know optimizes towards the brand goals again like mob avenue being a bootstrap company and profitable company we see that you know tech led startups can change the world and we have gone through the journey over period of you know 6 years that how the business should be be in line of you know current age and what is the current market demand we have invested in 10 plus companies uh, who is focusing towards the tech and ai we are helping them to understand and give our experience to them we help them to get more customers in the market while we go to our clients we see that you know client doesn't have one kind of a requirement they have like 10 20 30 different problems in all the directions 
mob and you alone cannot solve everything we along with our you know this new age startups these new age co-founders and founders of multiple tech companies we go together as a bundle solution to clients you know different variety of needs and we then offer a tailor made solution to these brands so like this we are you know trying to make a you know small dent in the tech industry along with ai and we wish you all the best uh... may that dent be so deep that even mumbai <laughs> potholes feel smaller <laughs> in front of it uh enough of yeah. jokes but th- like one question that i i wanted to ask you uh to reach a billion people mm-hmm. a louis fonzi would have to make a despacito mm-hmm. correct <laughs> but for a client to reach a billion people they have to reach out to mob avenue so uh did you have that vision and when you look back today uh on the year 2017 what learnings and what tips would you want to share with uh probably someone who wants to start up or someone who's interested in madtech from you know uh, experience of 6 years and now looking back at uh 2017 i think advices which i could definitely you know give to you know a young entrepreneur would be like focus on one goal don't try to you know solve so many things just try to keep it simple try to make it so us being a profitable company we would always look at the bottom line so try to look at your bottom line try to understand like you know where the money is flowing from and where money is going try to create a solution along with it don't create so much out of box that's not a need of current brand so try to understand and figure out a small problem try to create a tech solution over there and then scale it up rather than running in multiple direction rather than you know uh, doing something because someone else is doing so i would say like you know focus on small problem and create a tech solution out of there thank you tejas for sharing your insights on mad tech and how it is well on its way to shaping the future of india inc thanks ayush Th- thanks thanks for having me And that's it for this week's episode. Please do let me know what you thought of it and what else you would want me to cover. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at undertaker. Yes, you heard that right. That's U N D E R T E C H E R. You can also give us feedback at HT Smartcast. We're present on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And please do log on to htsmartcast.com and listen to all of our productions. To stay updated on this podcast, follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com. Listener.